0: When the rocket ship crashes, it's a catastrophe.
1: Games, games, games. I want to choose my name, cast flames, a goblin with the knobbly face. I want chase round space have a potion race go rebellion in this freaky little forest place choose a room to destroy in the dungeon gloom hunt jewels in the dunes of a moon lagoon i wanna kneel to reveal a secret shield i wanna sacrifice some streamers on the battlefield yield big shield stop stealing from the duchess fight like a knight to justice, I wanna buy my fame on a night game plan. Wanna trade some grain gotta fund my reign. Yeah, I've
2: got to reign to reclaim. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh boy. Here we are, three handsome boys, the Handsome Boys Club. Hey, Handsome Boys Club! Pete, how do you feel about the Handsome Boys Club?
2: I thought, it, is it just that we settled on Handsome Boys Club, it's not Handsome Boys Board Gaming Club or anything like that?
1: Well, I think I could, I'm going to put it as the Handsome Boys Club sub, subheading. What's the deal with Spiel?
2: The Handsome Boys
0: Club might engage in a variety of different activities, mm. but it's predominantly going to be gaming but it's open to other things okay yes okay yeah yeah um it's a broad church what
1: is spiel
0: so spiel is i believe it's the biggest board game convention in the world
1: can you give us the
0: spiel I'll give you the spiel, baby. Oh, boy. I believe it's the biggest board game convention in the world. I, so. I would
1: be painfully surprised if it isn't. I, I'm certain, I think I would die if I heard it wasn't. I'm
0: certain it's the biggest in Europe, at
2: least. It's certainly, at some point, I, I read on the website or some kind of thing that it was the biggest. This this In the last week or so, I've read that it was the biggest.
1: Listeners, imagine a lot of people. Yeah. And, a- and and that many people, times a billion this um, is specifically to you, listener.
0: It takes place in Essen, which is a, a place that's outside of Düsseldorf. I'll be honest; I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's got loads going for it, other than this. But it's got a big convention centre, and crucially, Spiel is where they pick the. I believe it's called the Jarspiel, which is uh, Spiel Yar. Spiel Yar, sorry, which is an award to a board game that is kind of effectively their sort of game of the convention. It tends to go to Eurogames. I think Catan won it many moons ago. Possibly Camel I, think, I feel
2: like Camelop has got it on the box.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's very much a seal of approval, but crucially, it drives sales up massively. So it's a 10-20 fold if you get an award for it, so it's a big deal. Do you think we played a Spiel the Possibly. I don't know. melem seem well, to be people going mental for.
1: Crucially, Essen is also where we are. We're recording this in a little hotel room. A little hotel room called Muck Dreams. Maybe you've the, been uh, The Room just the room is called Muck Dreams. Dreams Room.
0: Maybe you've been there before in a dream or as a child.
1: The Dreams. I hope you haven't been here as a child. Listen <laughs> What what is this slush we're drinking, Pete? Drinking Peter Man. It's, <laughs> Peter um, Man.
2: it's I believe it's your which is like a um, Belgian Dutch proto gym drink. But it's unclear to me because it doesn't actually say it anywhere on there, but I'm led to believe it is. And this is p- specifically Cubadon flavour, so it's got some strange. Google uh, Peterman Cubadon. I'm not really sure. think no. it's really important
0: to say Peterman is actually what it's called, and it's not just a drink Pete's made up call, that he's calling Peterman. No,
1: no, it's, it's called Peterman. I bought a sprite earlier, and it's quite flat now. Should I add it to my Peterman? Do it, but uh, the drink, not you, Peter, man. (laughs) You should, Um, but anyway, it's quite it's it's uh, sweet.
2: mm, Seeing you
0: seeing you pour it into a coffee cup, there's something there about a flat sprite and a flat white, but I can't, my brain can't make the jump. It's too tired. That's the ASMR section. Ah, not
1: not very nice, but I'm happy. Um,
0: right. So we've spent the last well, Henry and I spent the last two days going to Spiel. Pete, you spent the last four days going four to spiel. Four days. days. Whoa. So it runs from. That's fear. Fear. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, I fear f- any man who whoa. cannot do all four days at spiel. So it runs from Thursday to Sunday. This is Sunday night. And we're just going to talk about some of our fun experiences, some things we've played, some things we've bought, some things we've seen, some Where's people we've seen. Oh, I've got it. Some people we've experienced, some things we've experienced. Okay.
1: So the first feature on the list is the feature called Who's the Chump? And uh, I can reveal that I am the chump. I am the chump. <laughs> this Ch- is the worst hidden identity game
0: ever. <laughs> Who's the chump? I reveal that I'm the chump. End I, of game.
1: I am the chump of Chumpington Manor. You could, I can introduce myself as Reginald Chumpington. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, I own seven <laughs> fields, all of them plowing chump <laughs> trees. <laughs> so we're just ploughing those chumpkins. Surely, plow-
0: ch- surely chumpkins, surely that is the pun.
1: Uh, that's where the families die in. So I'm a chump Chumpy because family. I'm going to go get it. I you, bought, you don't plough trees. Deodor- yeah, well, <laughs> chumps
0: do. Chumps. Ch- they ch- they plough pup- chumpkin trees.
1: Chumpkin trees okay, indeed. I'm a chump because I bought, I went into a pharmacy to buy some toothpaste and some deodorant and I got this Vichy Laboratories deodorant, 24 hour deodorant, 0% alcohol, so, you know, it's good news if you've got a drive, 10.95 euros. What, th- please look and tell me that it's made of solid gold or something. Let
2: me tell you, Henry still really stinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you going into a German <laughs> I'm
1: going to take good. my um, T-shirt off. With have got a lot T-shirt underneath. Um,
0: they're, they're two almost identical black t-shirts, <laughs> listener.
2: I'm, I'm now imagining, going along with the Henry Stinks joke, they're like... Oh, they're we, like they're, they're, Stop joke. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Henry Stinks reality. Returning to reality for a second. Thank you. Uh, I'm now imagining the situation which clearly happened, which is, you know, Henry goes in and says, has to speak to the pharmacist and say, I need some deodorant. And they, like, like, do a little sniff and like go deep back into the like room, open up a big safe. Now, I have a confession to make. Get some tongs out. <laughs> I have a confession to That's make. That's uber deodorant. <laughs> Sorry, was, Ben, do you have a confession to I make? I
0: was that pharmacist. No, I have used... <laughs> I have used some I of your I've scammed t- the chump I have <laughs> His used His was I, was I was the scammer It, it was I Henry <laughs> Oh I'm not a
1: chump anymore
0: uh, I have used some of that deodorant Without your permission Whoa My yet. 10.95 <laughs> Euro deodorant And I don't did, smell Did you use So I don't <laughs> think it's deodorant's fault
1: <laughs> Did you use two euros worth
0: Well I used barely any of it So yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Heyo Oh man Mr. Chump And that was Our feature Who's the chump <laughs> Next is the feature called Board Game Review. (laughs) You're going to have to explain this (laughs) one. So, we played a whole bunch of board games, we sat there, we're rolling dice, we're picking up tokens, we're putting down the tokens, we're getting a token to put to another token, to put a, a meeple into a token space that means you get to roll the dice. We're
0: politely nodding at people who are paid to explain board games when we don't really understand what they're saying.
1: So, let's talk about a game we all really liked because two-thirds of us bought it. Mlem. M-L-E-Fucking-M.
0: I think it's just worth clarifying that's what i think the game's called in english as well i don't think it's a translation thing i think, yeah. it's just called I, think it's
1: a, I think it's I think it's like a, a a meme thing cats go mlem yeah i think it's a, like some kind of an automatic pair for what a cat does right so ben this is the part of the show where you read the back of the box in german
0: no problem In famnenspiel mlem die astra skaten Expedition ins Weltall. Obviously I can't read German and most people listening to this can't speak German. Tell
1: me three things about the game.
0: You are cats exploring space in a future where cats are exploring space.
1: That's four things.
0: No, 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 that's one thing. It's one complicated thing. Two, it's a push-your-luck game. And three, it's got a element.
1: So you're all like you're all catting, I was gonna say manning, but that's very outdated. You're catting a spaceship. Or you cat you're putting your tokens, you're sending cats on a spaceship together in unity. Can we just hold hands for a second, lads? we are holding hands. The books. Yeah. We're in unity sending our cats into space. Pete's right. hands are very hot and Henry's are very
0: cold. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's a weird experience. Well, that's a nice
1: thing, isn't it? A <laughs> bit of diversity in the room. Um, <laughs> This
2: is the least diverse room in the entire
1: world <laughs> the entire Well no,
0: a room with one person is <laughs> it's the least diverse I'm afraid
2: not
1: But You'd what... think it wasn't possible but I'm afraid not Ben But what's really cool in... Well go on, what's the second thing?
0: I said the second thing. It's so it's quite oh, social yeah. game. And yeah, then thirdly, it's got cooperative elements.
1: So I really yeah. So I really like that you're like sussing out who else is gonna want gonna go in there. And so like you get points if you reach a planet, right? So I'd put a planet in if someone else put a planet. So I was like, we'll win it together. Like they want to reach a planet, I want to reach a planet. Let's reach a planet together. Maybe we'll hold hands. I don't know. And um, but you can also go. Oh, they're gonna sabotage it by doing the. Um, steal or die. Steal or die one, which means that the ship isn't going to go as far. So you put your parachute one, because you know you parachute out of the rocket ship in the middle of space, because mm-hmm. you know it's going to probably crash sooner rather than later. So you want to you get your, your fluffy tail out of there, boys.
0: It's interesting. So every round, the rocket ship sets off, and there's a captain, and that cycles each round. And every person puts one of their cats in, starting with the cat... Ca- I'm going to say cat pin... Instead of nice. Captain. I think that's brilliant. Because my Captain was called Captain Catpain. Very <laughs> good. Thank you. Um, you didn't laugh at the time, Henry. Don't, don't, <laughs> la- don't, don't laugh on the podcast. Mine,
1: mine was called Luke Skycat Walker.
0: You get the same eight cats and you're going to go on a series of um, expeditions. If a rocket crashes, anyone left in the rocket doesn't get any points unless hmm. they've got the one parachute cat. Um, Otherwise, it's a kind of dice rolling, pushy luck. The the captain always decides whether you're continuing or not. So there's this really fun mechanic, as Henry said, of Mm. going, well, Mm. everyone looks like they really want this one to succeed, so I'm gonna hold on a bit longer. Or everyone's jumping off, I'm gonna get out of the sinking ship.
2: Yeah, it's not, what you said isn't quite true. You can always, (laughs) uh, sorry, the captain doesn't decide if you you carry on going, because basically the captain can jump off and then the next in line Mm. to the captaincy Ascends to the captain's. Well, what I said
0: was technically true because the captain's <laughs> decides, just the captain's changed. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, but actually... to
2: someone who who's doesn't have any visuals of the game, might struggle to imagine precisely what you meant.
1: Well, speaking of visuals, all the planets are like things cats like, like twine and goldfish. It's a nice little artwork, I'd say, all the, all the lovely little cats.
0: And it, this shouldn't be. It's always. It shouldn't be the main factor in whether you like a board game or not, but it always helps. The price. This was dirt cheap. Yeah. It was. It's a was, really. Yeah. It's a really nice box. I thought they'd be charging 45, 50 euros. More it was, even compared it to was, you. It was one we're going to
2: talk about later the the B game.
0: Well, exactly. It was thirty-two euros. It was it a, a third of the B game basically? Yeah. yeah.
2: And look, you guys Google Astro Katzen, and you will see a very happy cat mm. that brings joy to me on the mm. left hand side.
1: If you want something that brings joy to Pete, get yourself Mlem. Yeah, we all re- recommend it. We're yeah, it was time. people
0: were going mad mm-hmm. for it as well. They were accused to buy it. it. I can see it being a big hit from this. Yeah, it was a
2: good game. That's the spiel the eye thing. But I just want to say specifically the thing that brings joy to me is the the left hand cat on the front <laughs> box.
1: Hey, Ben, who are your top three Disney cats?
0: Maybe Shere Khan. Okay. Uh, maybe Scar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and Prince John.
1: Oh sure, 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 sure. So it's villains. Three villains. villains. It's okay. What about the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland? Don't really care for it. Well, oh,
0: this is, this. This is a
1: sorry. This is a segue.
0: I hate to interrupt. I also wanted to say, whenever the rocket ship crashes, it's a catastrophe. Carry on. Okay, say that. Edit that as, one out. A, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. Edit that,
1: say that as a as a thing.
0: When the rocket ship crashes, it's a catastrophe. Okay, um,
1: edit that one out. Yeah, I'll I'll edit that in. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, out. What? Get out. It's, I know. So, I want the opening of the podcast to be me saying that, <laughs> with no
0: context, and then the rest of the podcast to play out, including everything we've just said.
1: So, the biggest cues no I no editing. To, the biggest cues <laughs> I saw today were for Law Karner. So Disney, that beautiful company that's brought joy to billions, if not millions has no no problems as well. Unalloyed good. Someone in the office was looking for what's a new thing we can do, mm. and the intern was sat there playing Magic the Gathering, and they went, boom, let's do that, but simpler with Disney characters. So everyone lost their, if I may swear, effing minds, and was desperate to play a game of Lorcaner. The queues were astronomical. But we managed to find a little quiet spot, and we got in and played a, a card game, of Disney, but with paper.
2: I will say there's another factor. It's not just people wanting to play the game. I know multiple people who queued because there is a promo card which is suspected oh. to end up being valuable. So your Donald Duck, for example. Oh, I've got it in my wallet, mate. Yeah, your Donald Duck, maybe it's not so much, but here a, it is in my wallet. A pristine Donald Duck. Oh, yeah, pristine.
1: That's fine. Uh. Uh.
0: Listener, it is not pristine. <laughs> <laughs> it is clearly bent. <laughs> Don't,
2: oh, that's... We don't want to get cancelled for it. He's Donald um,
1: Duck Musketeer, mate.
2: The basically, yeah, I think that's selling on like for like forty euros or something on card market at the moment. What? Exactly. It's stupid. What? Sorry. You didn't tell me that,
1: well, so I shouldn't have just stuck it in my wallet and forgot about it for two days.
2: Look, I'll give you. Th- I, look, I'm going to get Alex to sell the ones that we got, and I'll you can Thou- have my, th- thousands of
0: them are flooding the market at the moment, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's gonna, yeah, not going to stick yeah. there, something
2: like that. <laughs> but. Well,
0: don't don't do that with it!
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? Put it gently down? If you're a magic player, instants don't exist, you can only do things on your own turn. Um, You can't attack players, you quest to gain uh, lore, which is kind of like attacking a player really. So basically, it's a bit like your opponent has 20 life, but your creatures can be attacked by their creatures if they're tapped, as in they've attacked. And that's basically it.
0: I think I don't think anyone explained it this way, but now I've played it, I think the best way to explain it is you're building an engine where you're you're exhausting or tapping your characters to generate points. Mm. And you can also use your characters to attack their characters to stop them generating yeah. points. So it's it, it the best way to think of it is you're building an engine, but you can choose to use that engine to either help yourself win or stop your opponent winning. Yeah.
1: As as someone that like has come very late to MTG, Magic the Gallaro, um, I quite enjoyed the quick game that I played because mm. I was like oh this is a bit it's just more accessible they're pitching it to a younger audience mm. um it's not Raby baby can handle it. <laughs> My surname is um Raby, Sorry I, I didn't mean to dox you on <laughs> um so it uh, yeah it, it it just I just quite I quite enjoyed it actually it's just a quick thing to jump into I think um, it's very accessible yeah. and
0: I think the one in terms of gameplay, the one design thing it has going over over Magic is nothing. Is <laughs> the fact that the majority of your cards can be used as your resource cards, mm-hmm. so you don't have the issue you get in Magic where you have to rely on drawing lands or not drawing lands. It works very similar. Like it's kind of a similar solution to what Warcraft, not Warcraft. What's it called? Hearthstone did, mm-hmm. um, which you could implement yeah. in a in a real time yeah. get a TCG as well.
2: Yeah, no, no, it's uh, that. That's true. It does mean that the deck building is a bit more restricted because I think you just the restriction is you can only have two colors. Yeah. Whereas in Magic, you can have multiple colors or only one color, and there are like reasons. The, the land system does make some interesting deck building restrictions, but it does, as you say, lead to awful games where you get too much or too little, and this sidesteps that in a really neat way. So that's true. That is good.
0: It, uh, they they are certainly seeding in it. They. They want to build archetypes. You can see when you pick up cards... Mm. I looked throughout the whole deck I played with afterwards and you can see that there's stuff they're putting in there that is going to be relevant, or they intend to be relevant, assuming this game has legs to it, Mm. which wasn't relevant. I think the pacing's interesting as well. So I watched a video a few weeks ago of some people previewing Mm. it, and they can make the comparison to Magic and, Mm. you know... For two mana, you get a 2-2 two, two seems to be an a yeah. equivalent exchange rate. But a removal spell... I got one
2: mana 2-2, actually. Anyway, sorry. Well, it's a
0: no, nice no brag, mate. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, Pete's cool. A I'm... removal spell, which is just basically murder in Magic, yeah. is five mana, which yeah. is such a tempo hit, yeah. which you don't really get... It, yeah. You wouldn't get that in, ma- in Magic. So it's kind of interesting. It's a bit less aggressive.
2: Yeah, I mean, you would get those spells in like an introductory pack, so it may just be that we had like slightly beginner decks. The other thing I'll say on that is... Um, the game I played was really one-sided because I had like this ramp deck and I just drew the right amount of stuff. So uh, uh, just sort of saying that it felt a bit shit because I won easily and it felt like my friend who I was playing against just couldn't do shit.
0: Half, at least, I always think at least half of those kind of trading card deck games, half of the game is in building the deck and half is in yeah. piloting And that, I think that, I say half, I think that swings. Yeah. Some games, I uh, think Yu-Gi-Oh, about 90% of the game is building the deck, 10% yeah. is playing the game. Obviously, when you're getting those demo decks at a convention like this, you don't have a lot of control of yeah. that. So yeah, I think you're right. It's just I drew, again, I beat Henry. I just drew the right cards. I don't feel I made really particularly good strategic yeah. choices. Yeah,
1: and that's not and that's not to do with my strength or skill whatsoever.
2: No, I, but we're saying genuinely. Having <laughs> having watched having played the games on the more experienced side of the game, I certainly felt like it, I wasn't making better decisions than my friend. It was and, and sometimes
0: there's magic games where yeah, you well, can't that. help but win or can't help but lose.
2: Yeah.
1: Lovely business. Folks, it's now time for our favorite game, which is called Arc Nova. No, it's called Shot in the Dark. Nova. Which, and it's made- You beat me to it, you beat me to it, Pete. We're on four today. It's, what? It's-
2: We, we said Shot in the Dark, du- you said Shot in the Dark, and we said Nova.
1: In
0: the Dark
2: Nova.
1: So it's by a company called... Henry,
2: you're not really giving this the respect it deserves.
1: (laughs) www.shotinthedarkgame.co.uk And basically, it's just a bit of a silly guessing game. Ben, are you up for a bit of a silly guessing game? Did you
2: just get this whilst we were here? No,
0: I've had this years, mate. Is this the first question and I have to guess whether I am or not? (laughs) I think I am, I think I am. Right.
1: Can an otherwise healthy adult, so, I don't know, Pete, for example, die from potassium poisoning... From eating too many bananas.
0: Well, I think that's technically true, but I think the number of bananas you'd have to eat is is functionally impossible. Right. So, so I, I think. So you'd what have do to you... eat? Like two hundred bananas. So I think it's like okay. it's, it's technically possible, but I don't think a person could eat enough bananas to, to get. A so you
1: say two hundred bananas to get potassium poisoning.
0: Oh, is that what you want to know?
1: Beep, beep, beep. Here's the truck coming up with two hundred bananas. Pete, are you ready to eat two hundred bananas?
2: Depends on the time frame, I suppose.
1: Okay. Folks, we're gonna take a little short break, and when we come back, Pete will have eaten two hundred bananas. Okay Pete, how do you feel after two hundred bananas?
2: Deeply um deeply fine, actually. Deeply, a little, like, deeply fine. Deeply fine Well, you, I'm always deeply fine, but the um, I don't feel potassium poisoned.
1: Okay, that's that's true because you need to eat almost 500 bananas in a single day, and this card says you would be sick before reaching such a point. I would expect so. Yeah, uh, I, I but,
0: feel I gave
1: the, the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think you get a point. Thank you. Doom 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 doom. Pete. Mm-hmm. Here's your question. What percentage of the world's land area does Europe, the continent we're currently in, last time I checked, make up? Oh, it's tiny, isn't it? Well. It's a small percentage. Tell that to Napoleon. <laughs> he's dead, mate. Whoa. You, can still, you
0: can still
2: tell him. He just, he's not there to... He won't understand. That? Look, we don't need to get into
1: another philosophical question, but... He is the attitude of, me. I
2: feel like I've... I've mm.
1: 13. Mate, 7 percent.
2: Uh, 13's in the ballpark, give me a, give me it's an not, after not the break. right answer
1: though, is it, though, mate?
2: I feel like I'm closer to the right answer than he was with his 200 bananas.
1: No, he said no.
2: <laughs> this is unfair. Okay.
1: When you lose weight? Mmm. Very what? easily, I might add. Where does the weight actually go? Oh. Sweat. Sweat. All through my body.
2: No. The majority of the fat burn is converted into carbon dioxide and breathed out of your body. Carbon dioxide is heavier than the air you breathe in.
1: So you're saying that people exercising is the reason we have a climate crisis? It's time <laughs> for me to get my minute long egg timer, sun, sun timer, and we're gonna do a three minute one shot D&D.
2: Wait, you call that a sun timer? you correct corrected yourself from egg timer. Are there timers where it's lots of eggs <laughs> in an hourglass shape that fall through? You fill an egg with sand. You fill an egg with sand. And
1: however
0: so, long that takes you. <laughs> so,
1: listeners, I'm holding an egg with sand in, yep. but each 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 egg is a minute long. We're going to do a three-minute D&D one shot. Do, do we have a bowl for the sand? Starting now. I'm going to play a rogue with a really big nose. Like, so big, it's really noticeable.
0: Okay, you're like a Bergerac type. Yes. Pete, what character are you going for? Um, High Elf. Snootyman. Mr. Snootyman. The pirate ship is under attack. Mm. The Kraken tentacles are pulling at the wood and the seams, and you know you need to get to the treasure at the bottom of the ship and get back on top. And demons are flying everywhere, and the captain's drunk.
1: Right. (laughs) What do you do? I'm jabbing at all the Kraken's tentacles. I'm jabbing at them with my nose and my swords. Like, left, right and centre. So you're
0: sort of triple wielding your two knives and your nose. You know it, baby. Roll to attack.
1: Okay. Okay, I rolled two attack. Um, it's a seven, baby.
0: Okay, uh, that misses, uh, so unfortunately you're wasting time swatting it. <laughs> Pete, what are you gonna do? is Susie Moon. Oh. Well but the... Okay, <laughs> while you're doing that, drunken the drunken captain's throws the bottle at you. Uh
1: I
2: I accept it. I, I'm tired of this this world and these pirates and their games. Okay, um
0: roll a D four for me. D okay. six.
2: D six. I got um oh, that's just the normal one. That's the most normal one there is. I got four damage? Okay, you get, four knocked, back,
0: yeah, you get knocked back uh, four spaces, uh, and you almost fall off
2: the boat, but thankfully you don't fight. And anything. the captain's done it. The captain's done What off. do you What do you
0: want? What do you want? chapman? More oh, booze! Bring me rub! Are you looking at the kraken? I w- y- you're a kraken. And then he pisses himself.
1: I remember that in my rogue training at rogue school, <sighs> They said that some pirates like to keep ancient evil tomes uh, that could summon demons. So, can I like double-check the the tomes and books in the in the back of the pirate ship? Yeah, roll for wisdom. Um, Each
0: great. you find the spell to exorcise demons and get rid of the crackling and cure the captain's drunkenness. Right. Um, you need to find um, something that means something very important to Mr. Snootyman, <laughs> and, it need, and it needs to be destroyed.
1: Okay, um, so um, I open Mr. Sno- Snootyman's bag and I just start sifting through all his snooty things.
2: I charge slowly and pathetic because I'm a weak Snootyman. It's not really a charge, he's
1: ch- <laughs> you charging me money? <laughs>
0: How much money
2: do you have? I've no got a, a,
1: a thousand Imperial coins.
2: Yeah, I'll accept. Okay. Not, but not even that much. Three imperial coins. <laughs> okay. What, what
0: what what does he find in Mr. Suitiman's bag that's very important to you? He finds a lot of, S- of small red dice. Okay. So he finds a lot of small red dice. What do you do with them? How do you score them?
1: And um, I I um I stick them up my nose. And. Blow them out into the sea. And oh,
0: oh. as you do, the demons draw back into the portal, um, you get a nosebleed, and
1: this is quite sad. Lovely business, and that was a needy one shot. Next up, board game debate. So I wanted to bring to the group.
0: Can we have a like a really serious like? I want like a morbid like funeral bell ringing just before that.
1: <laughs> okay, Bit listener, help us out here and imagine yeah, some like listener.
2: graphs and charts and like um worlds spinning globes. Wait, do you? Worlds
0: spinning some globes.
1: Right? Do you mean like a like an academic like time for class? No, no, I want like a death knell. Right. Like,
0: it's like it's like. Like a goth, like there's a wasteland, and there's all there is is a gothic church, right. And there's like a single priest ringing the bell, and it's like slow, and there's death, right? This oh. isn't for the podcast, <laughs> I, I, that's what I want it to be. Board game debate, it said excitedly, then a death knell bell rings five or six times, and then we excitedly return back to it,
1: okay? I'll see what I can find on freesound.org. Lovely. Um, so my question for you guys is how much does the theming of the board game matter versus the actual mechanics of the game so we were drawn towards a pirate game we played it i love pirates i'm one well into pirates i love the texture i love the coloration of it I love the woodenness and the the clank of the silver coins mm. and i think there was like a lot of flavor of pirates there right but the mechanics weren't amazing and it was what mm. you know we sort of like got through it and we were like okay moving on i was almost tempted to to ask about the price, to look into it. Because I was like, yeah, but it's pirates, and I love pirates. But that's me going to the theming rather than the mechanics. So I'm going to go first to Ben, sitting opposite me, here, in in the hotel room. What's your vibe on this, my man?
0: So, if you put a gun to my head, okay. I'd say gameplay mechanics. Oh. So I'm going to make a comparison between two games I've played, not while we're at Essen but I will talk about them. So one is a game called Cosmic Frog. Now, this it. is a game about the foundation of the universe and these, these enormous frogs in space. They're all psychedelic. They're constantly evolving and changing. You have all these amazing powers. And what you're doing is you're eating the raw materials of the universe and then creating your own galaxy inside your stomach. It's a theme I adore. The art is beautiful. And I don't mm-hmm. think the game works at all. I think, mm-hmm. I think the game is... It doesn't work because it incentivizes stealing from other players rather than building, gathering resources yourself. So you just you're get always, trapped in a. If yeah, if yeah. you're always incent, if it's always better to attack, wait for someone else to gather resources and attack them, it, it's an unpleasant experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, conversely, a game I love mechanically is combines deck building with territory control, and that's trains. And trains is the most boring game in the world, as yeah. design-wise, it's it's not even about fantastical trains. It's not about journeys across Europe or these mm. amazing steam trains. It's about the functional passenger and freight trains of Japan,
1: but it's fantastic. So and the the art is really grey, right? It's like so it doesn't dull. sell itself. The,
0: one of the Cards in your deck is called normal train. <laughs> I can't, I can't express how filled the consecutive
2: normal train. <laughs> normal
0: so train. I, I, think that's the the kind of the the simple answer. I think the more nuanced answer is it depends on the game. So there are games I will absolutely lean into if the theme is linking to what the game. The, if the theme is done so well, so if it's a, if it's a, I'm trying to think of a good example, like. Um, Paranormal Detectives is a game where you are a spirit trying to communicate with other people it's fine it's a a silly fun party game thank you but the way you do it is because you're a ghost you can only influence the world so you have to people go what's the murder weapon and you have like a four inch piece of string and you have to try and communicate a jackhammer Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like that's the game is fine, but the theming of that is like, I can't directly interact with you, mm. is is great, so yeah. it brings me into the game more. Obviously, the best games tie the two together perfectly, like Ark Nova.
1: Hey, Pete, where do you stand on this provocative issue?
2: I, f- I feel um, entirely unprovoked. I agree with Ben, unfortunately. <laughs> um, the... I've got a couple of examples I can think of. Uh, a couple of my favourite games are... Yeah, I'm very mechanics-focused. So, like, my, my favourite games are probably, board game-wise, Perudo, uh, which is Lies Dice, which ties into the game you were talking about, mm. and is the reason we played that game, really. I asked everyone to play this pirate game, because we were called Lying Pirates. It was had Perudo or Lies Dice as a sub-game in it, and that game is great. I think the rest of the game around it didn't work amazingly, but the pirate theme was nice. And you're right, it was super nicely made, mm. very nice tactile aspects. But Perudo's itself is just like you everyone rolls dice, you hide them and you just sort of read the other people around you and you just guess mm-hmm. how many dice there are. Similar with resistance, like the, the theming is you're doing like missions, but really it's just fully mechanical for me, just mm-hmm. like reading people and calculating why people did certain things. Um, I also think of magic where like I've played a lot of magic. Don't really look at the artwork. I can like fully recognize most of the cards and occasionally if there's an especially flavorful one, I'll look at the artwork or I'll say that's a funny name and it ties into the mechanics. Well, and I do enjoy when that happens, but most of the time, like I have like a pattern recognition for like, I know what this image is. I know that the card that this belongs to, but so often I'll look at a cards a bit closer and be like, Oh, the artwork is like that way round. Oh, that that's the head. And I just like, you know, fully divorced from it. So for me, it's, it's mechanics, mate.
1: I love it when the mechanics blend so well with the game. So a classic for me is the Game of Thrones board game. An old school favourite of mine where you control the armies of Westeros vying for one another. And the backstabbering... Wait, vying for one, one another? So vying against <laughs> <They're trying> to... <laughs> one another. Um and the, backsta- so the backstabbing, the the betrayal, the the clinging to territory—it all matters so much yeah. as you try and like reduce your opponent to tears and ash and quivering wreck. But the problem with the game is you can do that so much that that player is effectively out of the game. Mm. I've played it where people—I've—I've I've been this player. We had like one night left on yeah. the whole board. Another player almost could have lost. Everything And and there's no coming back. You just can't build anything else. And so the theming of power and conquest actually gets in the way of the joy of having makes over for a game.
0: I think, just talking about theming a bit more generally, I think there are always going to be themes that appeal to you and themes that don't. So I took a photo of horror on the Orient Express, which is Mm. Cthulhu, but it's Mm. on the Orient Express. I sent it to my partner and they said... That is the most you game <laughs> yeah. imaginable, and it, they're right. And you two both just nodded gone, Yep, that's an absolute Ben thing. But if I just see something that's like World War Two or just generic zombies, um, I'm quite switched off by it. Yeah. So mm. and even there's there's so many games that we walk past today, and I'm like, mechanically they may well be great, but they're just. It's a European city in the 1800s, and you've got to run a good economy. I, it doesn't. It does. It doesn't appeal to me. Space. Cats, and I have to do I,
1: that in my day to day life anyway. You do. Yeah.
0: It's it's embarrassing, quite frankly. Space cats. I actually, if I just Rust saw this box, holiday. I wouldn't be particularly interested. I'd Like this looks too wacky. Like would right. would actually been turned off by it. But they, I think it's great. So yeah. it's it's really really difficult with board games because mechanics are the most yeah. important thing. But you can't get that from the box.
2: Yep. There's a there's a similar game to that that uh, isn't a board game. I'm going to admit <gasps> it's called uh, Neptune's Pride it's an it's an old like web game that you know I remember playing towards the end of secondary school so around 2010 time and also played it during the pandemic and basically it happens over the course of weeks you start off on a few planets you basically it's super simple you build ships on planets and you can send those ships to ca- conquer other planets but to get over a certain amount of distance takes like multiple days. So you send a batch of ships off and someone else might have arrived by the time you got there, they battle, whatever. But it is fully about that, backstabbing that like... Um, and, and for that one, the mechanics do match quite well with the flavor, you're like warring empires that are like talking to each other
1: and like making packs, but also it's friendship ending. But we're not friendship ending, are we folks? I think it's time we reveal the chonker. So so on this podcast slash in this friendship group, we refer to a big board game that takes up your afternoon, that takes up your life, that takes up your soul and your love and your face as a chonker. Pete, you bought a chonker. Can you reveal the chonker, please? Uh, (laughs) Reveal. It's more the of a of a boss, I think. The reveal, <laughs> reveal! The Chonker! Reveal! The Chonker! Reveal! The Chonker! Reveal! The reveal, the reveal, the reveal the oh, It's oh, Revealed the Chonker! Oh, it's called Factory 42. There's a Stalinist Father Christmas uh, on the box. Mm, 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 it's Marx as a dwarf. Ah, Experience
2: well. a work week of uh, Marxistic dwarves in a steampunk industrial setting. Not a big steampunk guy but the rest of this this theme, you know, it's like very much...
0: It looks very Marxist.
2: Yes. yes, But I think it's not. It's quite a bit about... Um,
1: oh, it says Skullduggery on the box.
2: Uh, so we were, as we were leaving, uh, uh, me and my partner, we sort of went by the... We were sort of like looking past some things, went into a hall we hadn't been in before, and went past this one, and obviously this is quite eye-catching. A mm. uh, big eye-catching box, and obviously the designer, not many people around, comes over, chats to us, and I'm like... I was kind of thinking, like, oh, we got to go. But he was kind of interested, so he like said, goes to explain it. And so I think it's um, build a placement, sorry, uh, worker placement, like a P R E
1: Workers, eh? But In a Marxist society, yes, eh? Yes,
2: yeah. So it's about basically that, uh, you know. Oh, you like that? Yeah. You like that board game fart? It? It's fine. But when he was explaining it, it definitely had elements of talk, like sort of- He signed it He signed it. Whoa. Um, he also, it also comes with like a little book explaining, which we can maybe read an excerpt from if we want, Missing a Mining Card, explaining the lore of it that he, the designer wrote himself, um, and Basically, yeah, it definitely had elements of like a classic uh, representation of like Russian communism where it's like, you know, the government is deciding what everyone's doing and uh, this kind of mismatch of desires that happens when it's like, okay, you know, a big central government says we need you to build this, but then they send not enough things to do it. There was like a nice fun mechanic, which is uh, one of my, like, I love Camel Up. Sure. I love the tactile, just like, and maybe this is part of the mechanics then, they're like, Pushing the thing and like one dice comes out, big fun physical thing. There's something where basically you put the ordered um, resources into a tower at the top. Then you push a little slider and some of them may come down but not necessarily all of them. Right. Anyway, so yes, various points you can like siphon stuff off the top, make deals with your nearby workers. So it's like slightly cooperative, slightly antagonistic, this kind of thing. Nice. Nice worker placement game. Fun dwarven uh, communistic uh, theming.
0: And, and I'll say one thing, if we've not said it already, and we haven't, that's why I'm saying it now. Ah. And that is, the the feel at Spiel, the Spiel feel, hmm. is you just give stuff a go. Like, hmm. it's so easy to sit down and play a game, but also... And we're fortunate enough that, all right, that we can buy games and we can take a punt on something. Mm. Um, and it's lovely just to be able to do that and go, you know what, I'm going to give this a go, yeah. I'm going to support this person, I'm going to support this industry. Board games are great as well because they always do have a second-hand market for the Mm. most part. Um, Mm. So, yeah. Shall I read an excerpt from the missing mining cart? Go Uh, ahead. um, Shall I do a Russian accent?
1: Uh, Can you do a dwarven accent? I can.
0: At their designated table, the five overseers, it's mostly pirate, the five overseers <laughs> shook hands and raised tankards. A gesture immediately echoed by every person in the room. <laughs> right, while Abril and Libor outwardly congratulated their comrades, a wave of seething anger caused by yet again being forced to do the menial mining clearly boiled within them.
1: This is a feature called Pitching or pass, uh, someone's going to pitch a board game idea. In this case, it's going to be me. Hello, Henry. This board game is called Bodyguard, or possibly Bodyguard, sir, because it is obviously going to have a solo feature so I can make more money on Kickstarter. So the game is to protect your boss, who's a target, against a series of deadly, highly skilled assassins. So each round, a new assassin is going to be revealed, and they increase in skills per round. They've got three cards that you attach to the assassin. Weapons, skill, and location, right? And some of those will be revealed and some of them will be hidden. So you might have an assassin and it, and it might be two weapons cards, but one weapon card will be revealed, right? And we'll come to that in a sec. So there's an intel phase where you draw your cards and dis- and and get a hand, a prep phase where you put down the cards that you think you're going to counter the assassin, and then the um uh, uh the just the doings phase, the tour phase, the the your tar- your boss is going on a tour at different mm-hmm. locations and so you you have to like, then that's like them going through and you have to make sure they don't get assassinated. So things like, um, the assassin may have, I don't know, two weapons, right? So a dagger will only kill if there's another blade weapon. So you have to be two blade weapons to kill. So you um, can uh, use your intel cards and they'll be like, flip over a card or look at a card, reveal a card, check a card, those sort of things. Other ones like the piranha is a weapon that will only kill if the location has water. So if you know the location um, doesn't have water through one of your intel cards, then if the assassin has a, as a piranha, you know that that won't kill. That's fine. You don't need to worry about that. So You don't need to work with that. Things like spider, snake and scorpion will only kill if another creature has been played. So it's about matching up. So using the knowledge that you have um, and you can like... Um, Arm with like stab-proof vests, bullet-proof vests, these sort of things, um, and the 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 assassin will have skills like poison expert, voodoo ritual, which can cancel a defense um, card, um, and the deck of locations, which again, like that, you'll have a different one every turn. So you might have a card that goes, um, you're a uh, an undersea expert. So that means that you will always stop an a, 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 a assassination in water locations, for example. Um, so that's as as much as I got to on the- so Is um, someone playing the assassin? Or is uh, that like automated? No, that's the game. So that's the yeah. game is that there's an, there's an assassin's reel that has okay. cards and okay. you are bodyguards trying to protect your mm. boss. That's as much as I got to at 2am at Manchester airport mm. when I had six hours to wait for my flight.
0: I think it sounds really fun. I think the concept is fun. I like the idea of you being the bodyguard rather than I, I like the idea of yeah. you're not you're not the main character in the story, right? I always think that's a cool idea uh yeah i think it could be pacey it sounds like a good like round by round game as well like i like like yeah so i
1: think it's like three rounds and as i said there's more weapons and more skills like the more the rounds go on yeah yeah um but yeah just a sort of quick like 20 minute half an hour one of like play some cards and get them down
2: and it's like silly things like hitman in terms of the kind of
1: well that's the question is how like i was thinking like like bombs but i i want it to be like quite Maybe it's silly bombs, like it's, you know, the old big circle with a fuse on the top. And mm. when I say, like, voodoo expert or, like, piranhas, it's quite James Bondy. And like
2: very problematic.
1: Yeah, I, I'm aware. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go cancel myself. I suppose, like, super villainish type stuff, Indiana Jonesy.
0: Like, irresponsible builder, so he, like, puts asbestos in the building, which will eventually kill... The target. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna get kills that.
1: in round four. Um, so how much are you gonna invest, Pete? Uh, this is the marker of how much you like my idea. How much are you gonna
2: invest? Uh, is this like an alternate scenario where I have X amount of money? Or is it the real scenario where I have Y amount of money?
1: <laughs> this is your this is your scenario, my man.
2: Am I investing otherwise in board games? Oh look, I'll buy you many pints.
1: Many pints, okay. I feel like if I'm too drunk, I won't be able to design no, this not board game. Not at once.
0: <laughs> if I had £100,000 to invest in board games... <laughs> if I had £100,000? I would invest £5,000 in this
1: idea. Oh,
0: spiel. Because I don't think it needs we'll a big investment as well. Oh, yeah.
1: save. Just it. some decent artwork and some playtesting and we'll yeah, get yeah, this yeah.
0: through. Yeah, and, 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 you know, manufacturing costs.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll yeah, we'll yeah. just print them off at we'll, work. We'll, we'll deal with that in yeah, post. yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, the last thing to say, of course, is the corpse wedding of this episode was Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, thank did. you. Yeah, who was ma- who was getting married to a dead cat that died in a astronaut tragedy in space?
0: It was blown apart. Oh! oh.
1: Hey. oh hey, hey! And thank you to Jar Mouse for all these things and music and the theme tune. Cheers. Thank you for listening to (laughs) the Hunter Boys podcast. ( leaking) (laughs) I've been Henry. I've been Ben. (laughs) I'm Pete. I still am. Oh.